Great. We're going to transition. I'm going to introduce my friends, Marion and Abuna Youssef. And um, as they're coming up, uh, I can just kind of tell you a little bit about this journey that we've been on. Uh, it was, uh, oh golly, I guess it was almost five years ago. I began praying and saying, Lord, I really believe that you have a heart for the Arabic speaking people in Chico. And you'd say, there's Arabic speaking people in Chico? And I would say, yes. We know there's at least 120 Syrian families here in Chico. And we know that there are many exchange students that come from closed Muslim countries that speak Arabic here at Chico State. And we want to be able to connect with their hearts while they're here. Oftentimes, it's the very best time for them to hear the gospel when they're right here in our country with a different set of freedoms and opportunities. So I just began praying as the pastor, Lord, I think this is on your heart, but I have no idea what to do. You ever pray a prayer like that? Lord, help! And you just don't know the details to pray? But God does. And the Holy Spirit who says he's always interceding on our behalf and praying with us and for us. I think it was me and the Holy Spirit that were praying. All of a sudden, two years after I started praying, this couple show up. And they're sitting in about the sixth or seventh row right here on the aisle. And I walked up to them and I said, hi, I'm Andrew. And, and then Abuna says, oh, that's my name too, Andarawas, right? And, uh, but he goes by Abuna. And so I began to find out who they are and the fact that they're from Cairo, Egypt. Abuna was a Coptic Abuna, a priest, uh, for 26 years in the Coptic church, Coptic Christian church. And, and that they speak Arabic. And I just began to cry. And they just looked at me like this. And I thought, oh, I've chased them away already. And I said, I think I've been praying for you. I've been praying for you that you would come here. And they... We, they you actually asked us why you're here. And we said, we don't know why we're here, but the Lord asked us to come here. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah, that was it. And I was, and I said, I think I know why you're here. This is what I've been praying for. And then I thought, oh, no, I've scared them away. This is not good. Well, they're not easily scared. In fact, I don't think that they're afraid of anything, and nor am I. And we have built a great friendship, and they have come to minister to those who speak Arabic, but also to intercede for our region to come alongside those of us who are not Arabic speaking, to help us to get more and more a heart for the nations, specifically these peoples. And they bring a very unique anointing. So I'm really glad to have you guys sharing with us this morning. Jesus, thank you for my friends. I pray a blessing over them. I bless their family and their health, their daughter Nardine, their other kids in, in Egypt. Lord, I pray that you'd prosper them in every way. Use them in our lives. Show us new pictures of who you are, Jesus, through them. And I pray and bless them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. We learned to be in the place and the time the king orders us to be in. Ana u'min inna Allah abuya wa inna maliki. I believe that God is my heavenly father and he is also my king. 
لما يكون ابوك هو الملك بتاعك تبقى محظوظ and when your king is your father you're one lucky person بتعرف تتمتع بحب الاب you know how to enjoy the love of a father وعنايته and his care وحمايته and his protection وتعليمه and his teaching وتدريبه and training وقيادته and leadership وميراثه and his inheritance لكن كمان بتختبر ازاي يكون بيحطك في المملكه بتاعته but you also experience how he leads you to your right place in his kingdom ويزرع فيك الغيره اللي في قلبه and he plants in your heart the zeal that's in his heart ويديلك افكاره واهدافه and he gives you his thoughts and his purposes ويعلن ليك الخطط بتاعته and he reveals to you his plans وحتى لو ما اعلنش and even if he doesn't reveal انت مصدق ان هو صالح you believe in his goodness ومصدق ان هو ملك قادر and you believe that he is a mighty king وهتعيش كل حياتك مقدم نفسك ذبيحه لهذا الملك. And so you're able to live all your life as a living sacrifice to this king. وعشان كده هتنتصر. And that's why you're going to be victorious. أنا في الجيش بتاعه. I'm in his army. وبقف قدامه بقول له تمام يا فندم. And I stand before my king and I say I praise the king. وبقول له كمان And I also ask him, what are your orders? But also many times I just bow down before him and I call him dad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. أنا هكلم حاجة ربنا شغلني غير اللي قلتها الصبح. I'm gonna actually speak a message which I feel is different from the one that I spoke in the morning service. أنا هكلم على الابن المحارب. I'm gonna talk about the fighter, son or daughter. ما ينفعش يكون منتصر إلا لو كان ابن. You can't be victorious unless you are a son or daughter of God. وما ينفعش يكون ابن من غير ما يكون محارب. And you can't be a son or daughter without being a fighter. ما ينفعش تكون أنت ملكش دعوة خالص بمشاعر أبوك ولا فكره ولا اهتمامه. You can't be a son or daughter and not care at all about the feelings and the purposes and what your father cares about. You can't be in his kingdom. There are two kingdoms that are fighting against one another. If you're not in the kingdom of the heavenly father, you're going to be in the kingdom of his enemy. If you're not in the kingdom of light, you're going to certainly be in the kingdom of darkness. The enemy of your father sneaks in 
in a very deceptive way. And he plants his thoughts and lies inside of you. He may actually deceive you by an evil look. By, by a thought which seems logical. Or by even planting animosity between you and your father. By tempting you with things of the world. By, by, by scaring you and making you afraid of a lot of stuff. This enemy is very evil. And he's very deceptive. But what makes you look at him? You should actually kick him. I belong to my father. Just give the enemy your back. Today there were, there were baptisms in the morning service. And in the Orthodox Church tradition, before they dunk people like Amy in the baptismal water, the person that they're going to baptize, they make them look to the west, face the west. And in representation that this is the enemy. And they ask them, to, before they're baptized, to declare that they renounce the enemy. And all his hosts. And all his powers. And all his deception. And all his army. And all his thoughts. I renounce you. I renounce you. I renounce you. Go out, you evil spirit. And then they, turn, they make a turning point and look at the right. And they say, I believe in you, Jesus Christ. I give you my heart. I surrender my life. I'm yours. All the days of my life. And I will be, I will not belong to any other God. I hang on to your word. And I'm filled with your Holy Spirit. And I fight your fight. Amen. Amen. Once they do this, the pastor dunks them in the baptismal waters and then ask them to get out. The son or daughter who is a fighter in the army of God have the authority to rebuke the enemy and to live in the kingdom of his father. Okay. There are three categories, and we should ask ourselves this morning, are we sons and daughters? Are we sons and daughters and fighters? Or are we not even sons and daughters? I think most of us, are children of God. But I don't think uh, many of us are fighters. Sorry. But if you experience being a fighter, 
حتكون بطل you're gonna be a hero حتكون مثمر you're gonna be fruitful حتكون حياتك لها معنى your life will have meaning حتى لو حتى لو عمرك 100 سنه even if you are 100 years old حتى لو كنت زي كالب ابن يافونه even if you're like Caleb when he was 80 years old شباب فوق ال 85 سنه <تصفيق> you're young you're a young person above 85 years old yes yes شباب على طول you're always going to be young هللويا ياما في عواجيز صغيرين شباب there are many old people who are young at heart وياما في ابطال and are heroes in the kingdom كالب كان بيقول ليشوع اديني هذا الجبل لان بيسكن فيه بني عناق ومين يقدر ياخد الجبل ده غير كالب كالب said to Joshua when they went into, into the land, give me the Mount of Hebron because the Mount of Hebron has the giants and who can overcome the giants except Caleb? And he was actually above 80 years old when he said that. Anyone here who wants to be a Caleb? علم ولاده قال لهم متى صليتم فقولوا ابانا الذي في السماوات يتقدس اسمك لياتي ملكوتك Jesus taught his disciples to pray the Lord's prayer and it says our father who is in heaven hallowed be thy name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven انا ابنه I'm his son. I ask for his kingdom to come. عايز ملكوته. I want his kingdom to come. زي ما هو في السماء يكون هنا على الأرض. So I want him to be a king on earth in the same way he is in heaven. بما إني أحمل حضوره فأنا أحمل ملكوته. Because I carry his presence, I also carry his kingdom. الآية بتقول إيه؟ بتقول باركوا الرب يا كل أعماله في موضع إيه؟ في موضع سلطانه. The verse Uh, verse 22 in Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, all you works of his, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, my soul. I'm a place of his dominion. And every place where I go becomes a place of his dominion. And I'm going to fight in his army. And I'm willing to even sacrifice my life for this army and all the dangers and all uh, the difficulties that I may face in this war I'm not afraid because actually being outside his kingdom there is a lot more danger it's not just danger but it's even destruction and perishing أنا في هذا الجيش لأن لي هذا القائد. I am in this army because I have this leader. أنا في هذا الجيش لأني بحمل سلاح الكلمة. 
I am in this army because I carry the weapon of his word. I'm in this army because I'm full with the spirit of my father. And I'm going to fight for the expansion of his kingdom. And I'm going to expand the place of his dominion. I was in Libya. And Qaddafi was uh, ruling Libya at that point, and many people here know who Qaddafi was. He was a very evil man. And he forbid everyone in Libya to speak about politics or religion. Because he was afraid of people revolting against him. تفتكروا كان بيعمل ايه علشان الثوره ما تقومش guess what he used to do in order for uh, people not to revolt against him كان بيعمل حاجه غريبه جدا he used to do something really weird كان بيسمح والكلام ده مش موجود في البلاد العربيه بيسمح ان يستورد ستات عايشين في في الزنا علشان يملوا الشوارع والبيوت. He, he used to allow or like almost import many prostitutes to live in Libya to just tempt the people and this is not something that is legal or accepted in other Arabic nations. المخدرات مباحة للكل. Also drugs they were allowed to take drugs. فكان الناس مساطيل. So people were just like high most of the time. الناس كلها عايشة مربوطة في الزنا. And people are bound in adultery. مش قادرين يفكروا في في الثورة. They can't think about the political situation. في الثورة. Or about revolting against this tyranny. مش قادرين يفكروا ازاي يكونوا بيبنوا ملكوت تاني غير ملكوت الشرير ده. And they can't think of building another kingdom other than this evil kingdom that he was heading. أنا كده وعظت وأنا ما كنتش عايز أوعظ. I preached. أنا جاي even I didn't plan to preach. أنا أنا جاي أعمل مقدمة علشان ماريان تحكي اختبارها. I'm just here. To make an introduction, because Marian is going to share with you a testimony. مش عارف أنا خدت كم دية. بعلنا. أنا عايز ألخص الكلام بكلمتين اثنين. I want to summarize the word, what I said in two words. إن كنت ابن. If you are a son or daughter. أنت مدعو للحرب. You are called to fight. ومش بس للحرب للنصرة. Not just to fight, but to win. وهو ده اللي هيدي لك معنى. And that's what will give your life meaning. I'm just gonna leave Marian to speak to you. So I'm here today to witness, witness about my father and my king. So may you help me, Holy Spirit, because it's your role to glorify the Father and the Son. So since Abuna was talking about fighting <laughs> in his introduction, I want to share with you a battle that we went through at the end of May. 
leading up to that battle, actually, since we came here in March of last year, March of 2020, the Lord put on our heart the Chico State Campus. And so we started praying on the campus for almost a year and, I don't know, three months or four months. By the end of this time, we had on our heart to have a property in downtown Chico to make as a student center in order to be able to minister to students, both American students and international students. And the Lord provided this property at the end of April. It's an old church that belongs to a church in paradise. And God gave us favor and they said, you can use it all days of the week for free. And so at the beginning of May, we started praying about how God wants us to use this property. At the same time, we were supposed to move out of our place in Chico mid-June, and we started asking the Lord where to move to next. And he said, I want you to move to paradise. And he confirmed it to us and through many prophetic words by others. And so we were like, why paradise, Lord? It's the burned city. And all we could understand is, I want you to go there, set up an altar of prayer for me, because I want to restore this city, not just to, in the natural, but in the spiritual. And uh, so we said, I mean, Lord, just help us find a house. And he miraculously provided a house for us. The whole month of May, we dedicated to pray dedicated to pray every day in the new property before we start ministry there and pray for our move to paradise. And during that month of May, the warfare was heightening. Okay, I even started having headaches, bad headaches. And I, was I thought it was a migraine or because of the stress or whatever. I started taking some Tylenol. But then in the last, almost the last day in May, May 30th, and it was a Sunday. We were having like a family breakfast, very relaxed, having a nice ch uh, talk with me and Abuna and Nardine. And then in the middle of this nice time, nice family time, I had a seizure. And when I came back to consciousness and they started asking me questions, I couldn't answer simple questions. They asked, Abuna asked me, what's my name? I said, Abuna. He said, Abuna who? I couldn't remember his full name. They asked me what year we are in. I'm like, I know I should know the answer to this question. <laughs> I tried to retrieve it in my brain, but it wasn't there. It was gone. So at that point, they, they knew they needed to call 911. And 911 took, like the ambulance took me to Enlo. They did some preliminary testing and CT scans and stuff. And they said, it's a stroke. And it's something that we've never seen before, and we don't think we have the specialist to manage this case. So they airlifted me to UC Davis Hospital. And at UC Davis, I was in the ICU for four days. During these four days, my body was very weak. My brain was like toast, I think. It's like, I can't remember basic stuff. I, were, I was talking when Abuna and Nardine were in the room. I was talking like incoherently. Uh, and my body was very weak. So during these four days, 
I can tell you, and I, I'm, because I'm witnessing today, I have to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel abandoned. I didn't feel uh, afraid for my life. I just felt for the four days that I'm surrounded, I'm wrapped in a bubble of his peace. But I could sense, even though my, my, my brain wasn't working properly because of the condition, because of the, of the blood clot in my brain, and also because of the number of sedatives they were giving me, they were keeping me on sedatives because I had like several IVs and brain probes and a tube down my throat at some point. So the sedatives and the condition made by my brain not working properly, but I could still, in my, my spirit was very much alive. And the Holy Spirit was in contact with me all the time. And I, so I could see the warfare in the spirit. I actually saw myself several times. I saw in the spirit, obviously. I saw myself in a morgue. So I knew that the enemy was coming after my life. And despite my body being very weak and my brain kind of almost not working, I was waking up two or three times in the middle of the night to rebuke the enemy. And I, I woke up and I said, I rebuke you, spirit of death. I rebuke you, Satan. You cannot take my life. You don't have that authority to take my life. Only the Lord decides when I leave. My mission on earth is not done yet. There are so many promises, so many uh, uh, prophetic words over my life that have not yet come to pass. And I would fall back to sleep. <laughs> and the, the other thing that I remember saying is waking up a couple of times and asking Abuna and Nardine, have you guys paid the deposit for our house in paradise yet? This is the only house available. We're going to lose it. And I think, again, that was the Holy Spirit talking because... I couldn't remember, like when they, told, when they asked me once how old Nardine was, and she's a beautiful 23-year-old, I said she's five years old. When they asked me what year we were in, I said 1974. So I don't think this was my mind remembering, it was the Holy Spirit. So he was not only helping me fight, he was also not me, help, helping me not lose track of the goal. So. After four days, I mean, I was at UC Davis, which is a university hospital. So many professors were coming with their students, an entire class, because apparently the condition that I had, this stroke, was one in five million who have this condition. And science and medicine don't know why it happens to people, because according to all the CT scans and the tests that they did, and they did many, and they did them on a daily basis, I was a fully healthy person. There's no reason for me to have a stroke. And so they would, because I was a case study, they brought a whole, they, like every day, they brought a whole class to see me <laughs> in the ICU and later as well. But so the doctor, the head of the neurology department at UC Davis, I asked him at some point, why do you think this happened to me? He said, we don't know. Science doesn't know. This is a case, five in a million. We don't know why it happens. So I smiled and I said, I know. 
because I realized that this was part of the warfare. And when I realized this, and I realized it in my spirit when I was in the ICU and saw myself in a morgue and rebuked the enemy, when I realized this, I also realized that I'm going to win. Not because I'm strong or I'm great, but because I know that the battle was already concluded 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross. So I'm here as a soldier, and I'm here because I said yes to him, and he won. So I had no, no doubt. Yes. Actually, Abuna asked me, not while I was, while I was in the ICU or in the room. Yes. And so after four days, there was great progress happening to my health, so they moved me to a regular hospital room. My first day in the room, Abuna asked me, before they went to pay the deposit for the new house, uh, do you still want to move to paradise? I said, yes. The enemy doesn't get, decide, get to decide the plan for our lives. Only the Lord decides where we are. So, for another eight days, I was still in the hospital, in, in a room, in a regular room. And in that hospital room, I had, like, probably the most amazing encounter with the Lord that I've ever had. I was still sedated a lot of the time, still very weak in the body, still my brain wasn't working with full capacity. But my spirit was almost always in the presence of the Lord. And in that presence, I saw, I saw love. I was just in the presence of like love, which is indescribable. And it was love, it was beauty, it was majesty in his presence. To the extent that I would wake up weeping and immediately Abuna Nardin would ask me, are you in pain, are you sad? And I just say, no, I'm not. So why are you crying then? I just would like say, God is love. I'm like, and they're like, okay, we know that God is love. What's the big deal? <laughs> and I just said, no, no, you guys don't know. He is love. He is love. I couldn't find English words or Arabic words or French words or any other words in any other language to describe the the nature of that love. It's hard to describe. And, and, and I understood so many of the, so many of the Bible, of Jesus' parables that talk about the shepherd leaving the 99 to go after the lost one. That talk about the father of the prodigal son waiting every day for his son to come back. I saw that love. Every person who came into my room, I just saw how much love the Heavenly Father has for him or her. And I would realize immediately if they were a believer or not. If they were a believer, I would sense God's love, but also God's pleasure and pride in them. If they were not, I would feel the same amount of love, <laughs> but I would feel like the brokenness of the Heavenly Father's heart. Because this son or daughter is away and that the Heavenly Father is waiting every day for them to come back. 
to come back to his embrace and to come back and be part of his family. And that just gave me boldness <laughs> to speak to every person who came into my room and witness as the Holy Spirit led me. For some people, I would just, like some of the doctors, they came to examine me every day and they would say things like, your progress is remarkable. You're one lucky woman. And I would just simply say, I don't believe in luck. I believe in Jesus Christ and he's my king and he's a healer. And for others, I would say more. And I would even ask questions which in the politically correct American culture are offensive. I would ask people if they're Christian, if they follow Jesus, if they love Jesus, if they've heard about Jesus. And then when they answer, I don't stop there. I say, well, I think this is a pretty important question for you to find an answer for. So <laughs> what, what, what used to happen is that not a single person was offended. And I sometimes were, would wonder why. But I think it was not because of the fact that I'm a great evangelist, because I'm not, <laughs> and I don't have that boldness. It was because I was in God's presence and I was experiencing this love. And so this love gave me the ability not to just speak in boldness, but for that love to emanate from me. So they accepted my boldness and they accepted my offensive questions because they felt the love of the Father that was going through me. And that's what was Abuna was talking about. If he's in me, if he reigns in me, he can also reign through me, on people, on environments. So my, <laughs> that hospital room at UC Davis was a place of his dominion. And going back to the fight that's going between the two kingdoms, I don't think the enemy is going to have me back in a hospital room again. Because he, he lost a lot. <laughs> so, and, and Jesus won. I'm, I'm sure that sickness was not of God. It was from the enemy. And what the enemy meant for evil, God turned for good. On so many levels. I had the most, the most amazing experience in my life. My, we as a family experienced God's protection and healing and provision on levels like unprecedented. And many people got to hear about Jesus. And some of them even prayed to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. In, a, in the very secular and anti-Christian culture of the UC Davis campus and, and hospital. From this event, I feel our ministry is going to start. And I want to say Yes. I want to say something to Pastor Gaylord. Yes. One of the things that the Lord said to me when I was in his in his loving presence is that if we speak about revival, the thing that will ignite revival is our love for one another. Our love for one another. We always think about manifestations and healings, 
And these are going to happen when there is a revival, but they're not the things that will ignite the revival. What will ignite the revival is our love for one another and our unity. So thank you, Pastor Gaylord, for always reminding us of that. Yes. From this event, I believe our ministry will start. علشان تعبر الحاجز ده ده معناه انك هتعرف تنطلق بعد كده In order to be able to overcome this obstacle it means that you're gonna be able to run fast and break through انتوا تعرفوا الخطوتين اللي الرب حطهم قدامنا السنتر بتاع الداون تاون ده وبيت بارادايس The two the two uh, uh, steps or the two things that the Lord placed before us is the downtown centers to minister to students and the house in paradise. Both of them are major problems, by the way. Major challenges. challenges. The church, the, the, the church property that we took to set up the, as a student center, it was a running church here in Chico until the, the man who was pastoring the church had two strokes. And that's why he had to end his ministry. That was the, the, the last pastor who pastored there. And it was almost closed for six years. And we just... We're praying there for 30 days. At the end of the 30 days, I had a stroke. Oh. The enemy is trying to say, leave. Not and just us, but even the previous congregation, leave. Personally, I really wanted to leave. <laughs> Not just to leave this church, but to leave even to leave the United States and go back home. But then we went back to the Heavenly Father and asked him, are you sending us there? Yes. He said, yes. So we said, okay, we will stay. You have to leave. And we said to the enemy, you have to leave. We stay. We stay. <laughs> you have to, to leave. <laughs> you know the house we took in paradise? unbelievable. It's a very nice and delightful house. Pastor Andrew visited us there. And we, we can't even afford the rent. And they shouldn't. After looking at our salary and income, they shouldn't have accepted us to rent this house. But the Lord gave us the house. And there was a lot of resistance when we first moved to this house. It seems very delightful, but air condition not working. The washing, washing machine washing, not yes. Not working, water heater not working, no fridge, uh, all the sprinklers in the backyard broken. They're sprinkling the house and not the lawn. 
what else? So many things. Something wrong with the stove. Every day, every day, we... Every day, every night, all three of us would have like horrible nightmares. Every single night. And we've never experienced this all our lives. But we, we insisted to raise the altar of prayer for the Lord, even just the family, the three of us on a daily basis. And we say, we are staying and you have to leave. Yes. So now everything in the, in the, in the natural is fixed. And not just the nightmares left, but also there is a lot more revelation in visions and dreams and even hearing God's audible voice sometimes. I believe that this house is going to be a prayer altar that the Lord is going to use for the salvation of paradise. We called it the gateway. Yes. The, the center in downtown Chico, we called it the gateway. I believe that this year, 1,200 students from Chico State Campus will come to know the Lord. And as I yes. The reason we called it the gateway is because we want it to be a gateway for the king to come into this downtown paradise area, to come into this uh, Chico State campus. Abuna and I, or any other ministers, no matter how anointed we are, no matter how experienced we are, we can't save that campus. We can't yes. save anything. We can't even save a person. Yes. It's the king who has to come in. Yes. And win the fight. I'm done. I just want to say uh, If you are a, a son or daughter of God, you are called to be a fighter. If, if you want to be a fighter, please stand up in your place and you can join me in praying for just a few minutes. Hallelujah. You can, you can just repeat with me if you want or just pray the same concepts in your own words. Just raise your hand. And say, I'm before you, my Lord. I stand before you, my Lord. I join or I enlist in your army. I carry your love and your thoughts. I carry your zeal. I won't step back. I'm gonna walk behind you. 
هحمل كلمتك I'm gonna carry your word همتلئ بروحك I'm gonna be filled with your Holy Spirit هختبر النصرة وراك and I'm gonna experience victory as I follow you دربني train me وشكلني and shape me أكون لك to be yours أمين أمين All right. So before we're done, Gaylord, come up, Papa Gaylord. Um, I want Gaylord to pray for you guys because we're also contending and fighting to make sure that your visa process goes through. Because I think that all of this, the documents have, have come uh, to the government, but we just want to pray for that uh, to come through. So Gaylord, if you could pray for the visa process for these two. <laughs> Pastor Gaylord. Yeah, it's on. Pastor Gaylord is also an Abuna, a father in He's this an city. So. That's right. Father of fathers. That's right. Father. More, more, more of your Holy Spirit to fill, 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 make replete and overflowing. Let it become rivers of living water that flow out. And Lord, we pray that wherever the water flows, Lord, life, life will spring up. Life will come to your glory, the eternal life, the life that uh, endures forever. And we thank you, Lord, for the harvest of souls. We thank you for breakthrough. We thank you for the advancement of your kingdom. We thank you for the defeat of the kingdom of darkness yes. in the name of Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that you will favor uh, by guarding, by guiding, and providing for everything needed for my friends, for your son, your daughter, uh, your warriors, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for this. We pray, Lord, that uh, in terms of, of visa and all the things that are um, would seem like obstacles, we're asking now in Jesus' name that you open the way and make everything that's needed uh, available, accessible, and actually delivered into their hands so that they can continue this uh, march forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Great. So as the prayer folks come forward, and we'll give you a chance to uh, go ahead and stand. Uh, we'd love to pray for you. But our friends over at EV Free brought by this basket as a love gift to Neighborhood Church. And I feel like it's supposed to go to Father Gaylord, who has been nurturing this kind of relationship among pastors. This is the kind of relationship that we have in our city, that another church would think about us and put this basket together of Chico stuff. And so I want you to have that, Gaylord, as just a symbol of the unity in the body of Christ that you've been sowing into for like 50 years. So thank you, Jesus. And Lord, we pray a blessing over every single 
uh, house of worship in this city. We pray for EV Free and Grace Community and Bidwell Press and Life Church and Rock of Life and so many other churches. God, would you just bless and guide, guard, and provide. And thank you for my friends. Thank you for Abunas in our life. Thank you for the fathering. And Lord, thank you for the call to fight. We will fight. Give us the hill country. We will take on the giants. And so as we move forward, help us to love one another in new ways, in powerful ways, because of your Holy Spirit working in and through us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the stream and in the house. God bless you. We will see you next week. One service, 10 a.m. We'll see you then.